Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mouthpiece. This is the podcast that is raw, real, and uncut. I'm your host, Manny C. And today we have two special people. Everyone is special, but these two, they're bringing something to the table today that I think is a little bit unique. I got my boy Anthony over here and my boy Juan over here. How you guys doing today, man? Welcome to Mouthpiece. Doing good, doing Thanks, good. Thanks, bro. How's it going, man? Chilling. Thank you for having us. Hey, it's a vibe being here with you guys, man. I know we got a lot to talk about. And, um, you know... I think we're gonna have fun today, bro. Salute to that shit, man. Hell yeah. What are we drinking, first of all? Well, we were drinking champagne, but now we got the it, it transitioned to transition. what? We got some seltzers up in the vibes. Uh, yeah. seltzers. Yeah, we're not gonna say any brands unless you guys want to talk about it later, and then we can discuss yeah. that shit. Tap in if you're a brand. <laughs> I don't want to talk about brands right now. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about brands. <laughs> hey, no, but on the real, man, I think um Tonight is going to be fun, and we just want to learn about you guys, man. I already know about you guys. How long have we known each other? Probably like, probably like about, what, like a year now? It's, huh? it's been almost a year, I think. A year? Like, it actually has been like that long, bro. Probably like a year, That's yeah. That's fucking crazy. And um, we met through the club scene. Like, you you managed the club, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You managed a couple of clubs here in Seattle, right? No, just one. Just one? Yeah. Oh, shit. But you're looking into something different, too, right? Like... Well, yeah, I'm trying to go into like more instead of managing aspect of it, more like being like the connection to like everything in Seattle, mm-hmm. you know, where like people come to me and I can just send them to multiple places instead of just one, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, um, how'd you get into that, bro? Because like growing up here in the Seattle area, <clears throat> I've known a lot of clubs. I actually start going to underage clubs. <laughs> 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 Shit, that was a little bit um interesting sight. I don't even know if they still have them. <laughs> we you got know what Trinity mean? But, right here. Trinity. Yeah, 18 plus. Oh, shit. Uh, that's 18 plus. I'm talking about underage <laughs> clubs. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Drake's been to Trinity. Yeah. You know that? He went to Trinity. He came to Aston. Drake? He came to Aston Man yeah, when Drake's, I was there. Drake's been to Trinity. How long ago was that shit? It was a couple of years. That was like five, six years ago. When I was just, was I just turned 21. I started working at Aston Manor and he like just came through. Oh, for real? And they're like, he when he did his like summer 16 tour, I think. Yeah. I was like just before I turned 21. So why the fuck are we still bringing him over? Well, Drake. Um, <laughs> that's a good question, right, well, motherfuckers? Step well, it up. <laughs> other, other than being, other than being almost a million dollars for appearance, but God damn, his music's firing. You lie. No, yeah. he goes so like if he doesn't get booked in the city, I'm pretty sure he just goes to like whatever club is no, the hottest he, club. He got booked. He was at the Tacoma Dome. He just ended up making two club appearances. He went to Aston Manor, came through for a bit, then he popped back out to Trinity. Down Tacoma. Through. Yeah, so he came from Tacoma like through, and Aston Manor was in Soto. Okay, right by um, what's that shit called? Uh. Is that club out there? Uh, Zach Levine owns. Oh, Supernova? Supernova, yeah. Okay, okay. I don't know what the fuck that is. I was out of the club scene for a while. (laughs) But back in the day, you know what I'm saying? That's how it was, man. And like the whole promoter thing, like Mm -hmm. one time presented the opportunity to myself and I was just like, nah, I just didn't do it. But I was always curious about that shit. You know what I mean? I had friends that did it too and things like that. And we have two former promoters for clubs, right? You two, you you were a promoter for a club as well? Yeah, I mean... I would promote it for like maybe like a summer there, but that was just wasn't the cup of tea I was trying to. Not the cup on. of tea. How'd you guys get involved in that shit? Mine's a. Is there like a my story's a long no. story? Like <laughs> I wasn't even expecting to be like in this this type of scene. It kind of just all kind of happened. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! You, you're natural for that shit, bro. Like, yeah, like it just kind of happened. I was mostly like into like coaching soccer and like doing like private training and shit. And that's how I got like. Introduced to the person who brought me into the scene. And how was that? Was you, were you at a club yourself, or were you a family friend? Or how the fuck that happened? So I would used to work with my friend named Yordi, right? Mm-hmm. 
um, back in the day and like this uh, company called Toka where we do like private soccer training. It was like super automated AI stuff like with the machine. They pop the balls out and stuff. Mm. And I saw him come in one day with like stadium hat. Right. And he go, I was like, yo, what's X stadium? Why is it spelled with the next? <laughs> yeah, I, was, <laughs> I, know. I was like, what's X stadium? He's like, it's a club I promote at, bro. <laughs> right. So I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, really? I, I was like, that's kind of cool. I thought promoting was always like, that looked cool, right? Like, what is like, what do you do? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea, like, what what entailed to be like promoting or VIP hosting or like being in the club scene, right? So he told me one day he was about to quit, and since I talked to him about it, he's like, "Why don't you just come interview?" Mm. <clears throat> I came and interviewed, right? And then I kind of just got the job. The first day on the job, I was like so nervous. Like, it was the fun- craziest thing ever. I remember when I like. Cause I do VIP hosting. I started as VIP hosting over there, right? Right. I sat my first table and I was like jumbling on my words. I was like, "Have a good day, guys." Like, <laughs> like here's your table and thank you. And then they was like, "Who the fuck?" And you were like, "This is shit." You're stepping away. Like, so. I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And yeah. then I was like, "Stand." I he a rash would make me stand outside the whole night. The whole night, a rash was the former guy who used to run the club, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he. He used to make me stand outside the whole night just talking to everybody, right? And I would try to say hi to, like, so many different people and everybody would be like, who the fuck are you? Like, why are you, like, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Like, why are you talking to me? You work here? Like, who are you? And uh-huh. stuff, like, when I first started, so. That's it, crazy, it was, it was kinda, bro. It was way different from now how it was. So how, how your evolution, because that's an evolution in a sense. Like, you were a whole different person walking in those doors and then. Bro, way different. You know what I'm saying? So what, trans- what it, events like that transpired you to act like that or to get a little <clears> bit more calloused or? How the fuck did did you adapt to that environment? Is what I'm saying. Yeah. So basically, I mean, it's, it took a really long time. It took about like probably like two years just getting comfortable mm-hmm. being in the night scene. And then kind of what helped me out is I I go. It's not a good habit, but I used to go out every day mm-hmm. like a lot, right? So I kind of get more comfortable with like everybody I'm seeing that come to club because Seattle's a sm- Seattle's a small community, right? right? It's super small. So like everybody knows everybody. So basically, I just kept going out a lot. I kept like talking to people, you know, and getting people used used to my name and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the main thing was that I could provide something for people when they come to the come to the club. So that's why they always fuck with me, right? Like I could mm-hmm. make them skip the line. I could give them free drinks. I could hook them up. You know what I mean? They never really fuck with you because of who you were, because they didn't know you. They fuck with you because of what you could provide. Exactly right. So that's the whole thing about that's how the like, world promoting. is. Sometimes. That's the whole club bro. scene, though. That's the whole show. thing about promoting. Like, so you gotta say fuck you. No, it's a lot of it's a lot of fake, <laughs> it's a lot of fake love based on what you can provide it, in the mem- Yeah, the it is. Like, and and this is the thing, right? I feel like the club scene has been the same since mm-hmm. I was there. You know what I'm saying? It's been the same thing. It's the same environment. It's all a transition. Mm-hmm. And there's people that get caught up in the shit. There's people that continue to move forward with that. But it's a very fun transition. You know oh, what I'm yes. saying? Because you learn a lot about that shit. You learn a lot about life. You learn skills. Did you have any experience like that too or what? So originally how I got into this scene was I was moving from Bellingham when I was like 20 years old to move with some friends up here. And my homie used to work at Aston Manor when he was in college. And he's like, I got some connections. I can like link you with them. Whoop-de-whoop. So I hit up bro, the manager, Abel there. And I was like, yeah, I'm looking for a job. My friend Mitch used to work here. He's like, bet, come in. And my friend Dakota got a job there just like just before. So I went in there and then they like gave me the gist. They're like, we'll hire you, but like, are you fit for the job? And mm. I was like, tell me what the job is. And they're like, serve these tables. You bring out chasers, make sure they don't have, they have ice behind the bar and they have alcohol. And I was like, that's it. I was like, bet. And they're like, usually we don't tip people out. So I was like, we'll see. So I just did my job like 
didn't have anyone have to ask me anything. Just did it. And mm. they're like, damn, you're hella good at this. And I was like, word, yeah. Like, I mean, it's pretty simple. Right. Like, yeah. It's cookie cutter. Like, a, B, and C. It's like A, B, and C, legitly. And so then they're like, and they're like, we'll hire you full time. And then after two weeks, they made me supervisor and gave me a key. And then, but it was like probably the most illegal place I've ever worked at. <laughs> like, it was like straight like movie scene. Like, I'm saying like movie, like people were doing drugs, like fucking, like just illegal shit like the dude couldn't even i don't think fucking's illegal no but like i'm saying oh. inside the club i'm saying inside the club nigga, you can't allow that or, my bad, but like, yeah you can't allow that shit in the club but like it was just crazy and then that like, is crazy and like i don't know they wouldn't even they didn't even have enough money to pay like all the staff at some point they'd be like was he working there already not no, yet this oh, is a, this <laughs> this a different club this is a different club Aston oh, Manor. like it was like like back end like about to just crash and like you never they put like five ten thousand dollars in their account every week and like it's first come first serve for employees to get your money. Damn, so I'd, go to, I'd bro. wake up and go to the bank. Is like, hella, hella professional? No, nah, not at all, bro. So I was like, "What is this?" They give Fuck. me blank checks and shit, bro, and they like write your number, and I'm like, "Hold what? on, yes, bro." And so I go in there, I'm like, four thousand dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and so I sit there, like, we can't cash you out, and I'm like, "But like, this is my money," and they're like, "We're trying to call your business, like, it's a club, we're only open on the weekends, and God, it's a man. Monday." It's crazy. I'm like, all right, we're just gonna charge their account. I'm like, bet. And so they just cashed me out, but then it ended up just being a fuckery, and then. Ended up being like a lawsuit. So it was good money and shit. It like was that? really good money. Like I'd make really good money. How much do you make usually a night? Um, there I was as a barback, I was making like five, six hundred dollars. A night. A night. Um, okay. So okay. So you're making about what? Like probably monthly like, almost almost like five, six K. Yeah, ah, bro. Damn, that's good two money. Days a week, yeah. too, bro. Who's that? Sorry, that's What's up, Mondo? That's in Seattle too. Yeah. Like other cities, like it's, it's like, way it's more. Way it's like higher. double or triple. That's crazy, yeah. bro. Like, that just is imagine crazy. Miami or Vegas or something, bro. Like, See, I come from a healthcare background, right? Mm -hmm. And I was managing a couple of specialties. And I mean, that's almost equivalent. If I got a little bit more, but that's like right there. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's crazy. Yeah. That's a and you're only job. working like 12 yeah. hours a week. Yeah, I was working 50, No, I was working from like, they'd have me come in at like six, but I'd mm -hmm. be there like four because they like counted, we counted the money and everything after we'd like chill and like, they just let me do so much from the jump. Mm. Like at first, I was I was like so willing to do it because I was like this is just knowledge right. in the future. Because at first, I wasn't so I was really skeptical about the whole night industry shit. Right. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. But then I was like, damn, you make hell of money doing this. I was like, I'll, I I want to open my own place. And yeah, so I was like, and that's right. thing you learn from that shit. Exactly. Too, so right? I was like, you guys are gonna put me in the position to like like kind of be in charge, but not be in charge and be able to learn. So I was like, I'm just gonna take in all knowledge I can. See? You don't so, plug from the matrix, bro. That's the same shit I do with the healthcare too. You know what I'm saying? Like management, the skills that I learned could be applied in anything. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It could be applied. So why not something that is, you know, in relation to your dream or what you want to accomplish? Exactly. Bro, you learn those skills for a reason. Those skills that what you learn for speaking and for interacting with people, mm -hmm. man, you could use that anywhere. You know yep. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. What else you learn in that shit, bro? Man, I've learned how to handle drunk people, you know? Okay, so if I fall to the left, like what? I, no, I'm playing. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> Is it I like mean, you guys gotta take classes a, like CPR? It's a and high shit stress like environment, bro. Uh, so yeah. I've learned how to deal. I mean, like I need to get better at it still, but I've learned with the high stress environment, bro. You still have to be able to keep your cool and not act out um, of pocket and emotional. react emotionally. Yeah. And because every if you don't think people are watching you, everybody's watching you, especially me. Like when I'm in there, I know a lot of people are watching me. Like what I'm doing, like isn't that a little bit intimidating for you? 
at first it was like I said, it's pretty nervous. Like at first, when I first started, I was always super nervous just because I knew everybody was paying attention to what I was doing, right? Not just the people on the outside, but also the employees, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, well, how do you know, like? How, how I, I was gonna lay off with just saying, like, yeah. kind of like with the VIP host, you're kind of setting the foundation for how much money people are gonna make for yeah. the night yep. and how lit it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of pressure on your shoulders, and that's something I definitely felt like when they asked me to switch over to VIP host. So I was like, I don't really have a clientele base like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I know like how important and I was like my money's based off of how much tables I book. So, so you, you have to make it crack. You, you have to do a yeah. party. Like the thing with that, right, is like You sure you had another bottle of this, bro? Yeah, I got you. Pour it up, pour it up. <laughs> <laughs> just don't spill it. Well, uh, laying no off what you just said, um, like he did it for like just a few months, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I first started, I didn't start honestly making any money out of it or like even starting people recognizing or remembering my name till probably like two years. So you had to build a a type of reputation. People had to know who the fuck you were. Because yeah. at first they're like, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> well, yeah, they're also like, gonna go to who can, who is providing them. That a, so, a, like, a I like before. most of the time, if I knew you, I'd probably let you skip the line, right? You let me skip. Yeah, like you when know, we get I mean, a couple of like, drinks. Skip the line or like create that experience, you know. So that's like people remember. It's like Juan's always gonna hook you up when you or like take. Take care get, of you. Yeah, you take in. good care of you. You know, like, it's like if you get invited to somebody's house, right? Then, like, I know if we go to this club, I'd rather go to this club because I know Juan's going to make me feel like welcome at his home. Right. Does that make sense? No, that's facts. So they rather hospitality. Go there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me pour you up. Speaking about hospitality, keep going, though. Listen. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's it? <laughs> that's crazy, bro. Lost my train of thought. <laughs> but that's crazy though because like i mean yeah i mean obviously you have to bring a vibe to the actual environment you know mm-hmm. what i mean you have to continue to party and shit like that so it has to be in you yeah and you have you to kind of feel the room you out. also have to know what people what want when they're like wanting what? to party you want to drink or not no i'm good right now you good yeah Fuck. you have to what no. a, lot, a lot of the night scene and like being a promoter and putting on a good event is just knowing what what would you like at an event is what i always put myself in i'm like if i'm First, like blind side, blinders on, going to an event. What do I want? That's funny to event? me because it's kind of like pretty obvious. Yeah, exactly. No, and, and that's what it is. But some people can't provide that though, so that's why I'm like, and they try mm. and make it so complicated. But it's like, you have to like to be successful. You start with the dumbed down science of it. Like, we'll provide point A, point B. Like, good DJ, good music, mm. cheap drinks, good like safe environment. Mm. And then from there, you can build on to like being more expensive, like doing this and this. But like. You have to know the base of what people want, and like, right. That's something that's always is like. I started out throwing house parties actually with me and my friends. Like we used to have a house. It was so like the pre-party and shit. Yeah, before I started working at Aston Manor, we used to like we still live in like a six, seven bedroom house with like me and my friends from high school, and we just buy hella alcohol, and then we charge fifteen, twenty dollars to get in the party, free alcohol if you pay. But like that was like kind of the gist, and I was like, this is like we're doing something on like a very dumbed down level. Right. And it like inspired me to like want to do something something bigger. Exactly. What is it that you want to do with that shit? You said you wanted your own spot. Yeah, and so that's why I started my the business Toy Box originally so I could like Which is it right here? Yeah. Let me pull this up real quick. You know. Toy Box, come play. Sign play. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Toy Box is tapping. But no, that's what we started is cuz I was like kind of just getting tired of the nightlife and yeah. like I was like we all kind of were coming together like we want to do something collectively. And we came together with this, like we do parties, entertainment. And mm-hmm. so from there, it was just kind of like jump. This is basically jumping in the water right there. Yeah. And that's what helped me honestly be okay with leaving X Stadium is that like, I felt like I learned enough and learned 
like everything I could there. Yeah. And I built, like built the connections, but like it was time for me to venture off on my own. And I'm sure they know that. You know what I mean? As a business owner, if I, that was my business, I know that. That people are just going to stop by here, learn what they got to learn and continue to yeah, I mean, that's move, the, keep it pushing. You know what I mean? Turn, it's a high turnover. Yeah. Right, because not everyone could do it. You know what I mean? And like you said, it's a very stressful environment. You're working at nighttime. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And you're giving up the best days of the week. The best at, days of the week. And your prime time. But of your think years. about this. That's where people go for their best no, day. No, exactly. No, that's exactly the catch. But it's like, it's like you, you have to respect the people that are willing to hustle on those days. But yeah. then, like, the problem is that sometimes, like, they won't understand that, like, we're also young and want to have, like, our days. Figure your shit out, too. Yeah. And you shouldn't have a gun held to your head if you want to, like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Literally? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Mm. I'm not pointing any fingers, but no, but that's crazy though, man. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of times you you can't really take a day off, you know? Yeah. yeah, because because I mean your money is made in three days, right? So like a lot of times, a lot of them, like a lot of people who work in nightlife too, especially if like you're a server or barback, like you might only have that job too, and you make so much money, so you might be okay with it, right? Mm-hmm. So that so you can't really afford to take a day off, yeah, too, or right? they go to school or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a lot of times mm-hmm. you have students that are like doing this because you make a lot of money in a short amount of time but yeah still it's have good like, money bro yeah it really is especially like, when you're young like that a lot yeah. of people can't handle though because seattle's so weird right so like the times you will make the craziest amount of money <laughs> bro no it's not it's cracking over here <laughs> seattle's, seattle's hella weird bro. compared to all the other cities and like how nightlife is it's just so but why do you strange. think that is i wanted to go into that too I, right i i can i can Explain. Is it because the Sonics ain't here no more? No, yeah, that's bro. exactly it. That's exactly fucking it, Fuck bro. Because Russell Starbucks. Wilson's not here, bro. Russell Wilson's not here anymore. No, no, no. Fuck that. <laughs> People, no. No. no I'm like, no. <laughs> you don't want to know why this is happening? Because of Starbucks. Starbucks. Blame Starbucks for everything. Blame the Starbucks owner. He let the team get sold away for pennies. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Nah, Bring bro. the fucking Sonics back. It's, it's like, um the nightlife here is kind of like I used to hear before I was even we were old enough to go out I heard Pioneer Square which used to be the most popping spot in the city Pioneer Square yeah they used to have like a ticket like a ticket pass. or pass or whatever and you could go to like any club or whatever for free like who the 20, fuck would you contact for that shit no it's like you paid overhead it's like 25 30 but that's when there was a bunch of clubs in the area but there was no like, more clubs anymore there was what like happened? yeah there was co- I mean you had the homeless and like the way the like People in office are like siding with laws. You have a lot of overwhelming like. So you think that homeless? Activity. Let's talk about that shit because that's real talk. This is raw, real, and uncut. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a big homeless population here in Seattle, right? That we've been trying to fix. I don't know what the fuck we've been doing. Honestly, I've been trying to catch up with that shit. But at the end of the day, we do know it's an actual fucking thing. Yeah. Do you think that affected business? That oh, affected for night- sure. Yeah. Like people, we've had look at the business of just closed down and don't want to be. And people don't want to be in Pioneer Square. Like. I invite people down. And they come. They're like, I've never been down here. I can't remember because you invited me. But like, there's hella crackheads. Mm-hmm. It's nice, but I don't feel <laughs> safe here. Right. And that's right. something I get a lot. Like even last weekend, I had like a group of kid, like younger guys, come in from the military, and they're like, one was like, I'm gonna get some food, and the other was like, Is it always like this out here? And I was like, What do you mean? He's like, crackheads. And nah, like, this look, is just fucking. I look outside, and there's this apocalypse. dude just like zombified walking by the door. Ah, I was like, I was like, Don't mind him. I'm just, but I was just like, Nah. I was like, I mean, it is, but I was like, They're harmless. Right, like to they, a point. To a point. To a point. We I mean, at least, like, at least, like, right here in the square. used to it. Yeah. You know, in this square, they won't do anything because they know, like, if they do something, they're gonna get fucked on by the police, and like, they already have it easy as it is. Yeah, they can just yeah. stay here and do anything and just be a nuisance as long as they don't hurt anyone. Mondo, as a business owner, brother, how does how do you think that affects your fucking business? Because you had big hit people come to this fucking studio, bro. Yeah, it's like Anthony said. You know, people come down here and they're like, "Whoa, what the fuck, right?" 
but um, it doesn't affect us as much because we're not a storefront. So you uh, you don't just like walk in here. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. get invited here. You find us online. Yeah. But for a business, like a restaurant, man, it affects them big time because like you might not go. Like, for example, once someone books here, they have to come in. Mm. You know what I mean? We might it might affect our return rate, but even so, then, your retention is being impacted. Yeah, nah, that's yeah. some bullshit. Let's yeah. fix this motherfucker. Yeah. Man, yeah. what can we do, man? Going back it's to TV the, on us, bro. Going back to industry, though. No, it's not. Juan, what do you think about the? <laughs> no, it's not. Why is the Seattle scene different than the in well, nightlife sense? There's a lot of differences, you know. So, the number one difference is that all the clubs right now are like 10 million miles apart from each other, bro. Okay, elaborate on that shit. So, like, let's say you got a stadium over here in Pioneer Square. Right. And then you got to go all the Sarajevo. way. Sarajevo. You got to go gotta go to Belltown for Sarajevo. Mm-hmm. It's like in other states, like you go to like, let's say Arizona, like, um, was it Scottsdale? San Diego. Just a strip. Yeah, Scottsdale. Scottsdale. All, the, all those clubs right next to each other, they're all literally walking distance. It's like a so three, four block strip. They all work with each other mm-hmm. to like make more money. So they influence you to go like to the next spot and the next spot and they'll set up like, like, oh, like today from like eight to 10, we're going to be here and then you guys are going to go here. So like creates like a whole agenda for people. Community type vibes. Yeah, here all, all the businesses, all like the bars and stuff, they're, they're all, all they're all for themselves. Selfish individuals. So like let's say Sam's tavern or something's having a party, they'd be like, let's keep the party here the whole night and not cooperate with like you know what I mean. It's all for yourself. Nah, it's see, not there's not really like a connection. That's the biggest community. mistake, yeah. right? Because it shouldn't be about the ego. It should about it should be about the eco. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and it, it makes it hard when every, everybody's bro. so far apart too. You know, yeah. so like it, Let's every, talk. it, you can't even do it. So that's yeah. real talk because on the real, there's there's got to be something that fixes that shit because obviously we all want to make money. You know what I mean? We all want to want to have like a good nightlife environment, shit like that. What is it that we could get there? Why is Seattle a city <clears> so <throat> different from other cities that are like huge? Well, we have a lot of like it's a mixing pot here with a lot of people that aren't from Seattle, mm-hmm. from a sense, and and I feel like for that purpose it's like hard for a community basis to build mm. and like also with like the individualized like selfish intent on a lot of business owners mm. and people's incentives yeah. it's really hard to grow and just like he was saying like when you go other i've traveled other places and like you don't have to leave like you don't have to pay 20 to 40 dollars to go to another spot in the same city right just a party and like that's the thing about here it's just so hard to like because like no one really wants to stay out of the same spot all night if i'm gonna be a buck I like we all like to like go and like go around. But what if you give a fucking place where you want to stay there? But like, yeah, no, but that's definitely like that is, but like not all the time are you gonna want to just be at that place. But what if you make it? So for example, I'm giving an example: Starbucks. You go to Starbucks, they got like couches and everything is pretty much set up for you to want to stay there and work. Because if you stay there and work, you're obviously gonna get more coffee, whatever the fuck it is. You eat lunch, breakfast, and dinner in that motherfucker. Yeah, but, <laughs> right, like, Mondo? but it's like hard it's for a nightlife though. to do that because yeah. people, you think have, so? people have their nine yeah. to fives. So well, I think it's an experience when you go out like with friends. Yeah, exactly. Like No, but my point is this. like You create that experience there is what I'm saying. No, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to go anywhere because it's, it's that it's the vibe. Everybody is there. No, but I feel like you're talking more like individually like what people could do to keep retain customers, but like... Everybody's gonna about, go to the most popping yeah, spot. If we're talking about communal yeah. that's bases. It. Everybody's gonna go where all their friends. So are. it could be one spot. Seattle, Seattle's like this, bro. They so, so between like the other the other states, right? So Seattle's very different, right? So the people that go to the clubs are usually just like regulars, like people that go there every weekend, like mm. people that live in the city, that live in Bellevue, that live wherever, right? They come to Seattle a party. We don't get tourists. 
in our clubs that often. Right? No, yeah, not at all because they're trying to do tourist stuff. Like, so they're just going to keep like going to wherever issue. wherever they're yeah. used to going, or right? The tours. So, but the tourists, <laughs> we, that's hey, what I'm a saying. club cabin. Let's go. <laughs> no, nah, I mean that's something I learned like going to Merchants, and that's something I was so intrigued by. Like why I decided to leave the night or X Stadium to go to Merchants is because it was a like night and day. Like you have at X Stadium, it's high volume, like high sales. You don't really have to care about your customer that much mm. because you know that someone's going to replace them the next day, more than likely. But on the flip side, at merchants, it's a lot more personal, one-on-one experience, customer service, customer service, and like you're providing. Like people would come there because it's a historic landmark. Bro, you could do all that though. That's the no, thing. No, exactly, and that, that's exactly why I wanted to go over there because it's like I felt like I've learned as much as I can at the nightclub, and like, but I want to learn a more like personal inner. So what's stopping you from getting there? Oh, nothing. I mean, at this point, it's just stepping stones. Let's go. Like, this is my first. I just hit my year, first year at Merchants, and like my business for Toy Box hasn't even hit a year yet. Mm-hmm. And so we're just doing stepping stones. Like we got an LLC. Uh, we're to start renting out spaces ourselves. Let's uh, go. And just doing parties on our own, and then eventually it's, that's gonna build to me getting my own space. Through yeah. The business. Hey, question, guys. Who do you guys like think is doing it like the best right now in the nightlife scene? Dino from Sarajevo, honestly. I remember Sarah Harvey first had Latin nights, bro. That was a long time. On Sundays? It's a Bosnian It's a Bosnian restaurant. I, w- I worked there for two months after Aston Manor. I worked there for two months, Trinity for a week, and then I applied to X Stadium and then they hired me. Mm-hmm. So I jumped around like... And I just saw like the ins and outs of like... Sarah Harvey was cool, but it, they had such a small location. It, it kind of just, just depends on, um, I guess, the type of vibe you want, right? Right. And also, at the end of the day, you're going to go to the... Like, as a guy, as a male, you're going to go to the club that has the most, most girls. girls, right? So, I would, like, honestly, I would probably say X Stadium gets the most girls at their club. And Why do you think that is? Did you do that? Did you do that? <laughs> well, no, I, it's, just I, a, it's just the environment, because you look at, like, the differences, right? Of course, this is just the business aspect of it, right? Yeah. No. At Sarajevo, I mean, the whole goal is just to, like, get, get fill up the club because yeah. they have cover, right? At X Stadium, we, have, we can be more selective on who we let in and stuff. Because we don't have a cover, right? I guess there's like two sides to that though. Like But, but that's okay, right? So we can be like um like let's say the line was like super long at um X Stadium, right? I could skip like a ton of girls in the line and get all the girls at X Stadium and get them in and they'll stay there, right? But at Sarajevo, they don't have that, right? So they'll just have everybody in the line, the line super long and like whoever gets there first is like going in or the other VIP side, you know. Yeah, but so why do you think that is that they're doing it different? If one is cracking, because it's a money thing, right? So you need to do it that way. Every head on, they pay twenty to twenty five dollars per head that comes in the door at Sarajevo, and MX Stadium is free. The only reason I'm saying that Sarajevo is probably doing it better is just because they like are more welcome and open to like more customer service oriented and and people collabing. That's not like they'll have guest DJs and like people come in and do stuff. X Stadium, there's no chance of that. They would stick to their cookie cutter stuff Mm. and like. But like X Stadium has a great platform, and right? We they bring a lot of people, and it was it's a really popping club and can be potentially, but it's also also about like the people that are there, right? And like what you can provide the community. And I feel like a lot of people are looking at that place as now like over expensive, mm. and like just not willing to like help put let like lend a helping hand to anyone. Right, right, right. Well, that's the thing. Customer service is important to any exactly. business. You know what I'm saying? It's how you make people feel. Um, it's not mm-hmm. necessarily what you know. Any other aspect, you make you make somebody feel welcome. You make somebody feel like they're VIP, like they're important. Like this scene is an experience in itself, bro. That's that's a whole other beast. You know what I mean? And exactly. an experience. So you have to put both of them. You know, you're not gonna call fucking a business and deal with fucking customer service that's fucked up. 
you're not gonna call him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? If it's expensive, on top of that, it's like right. It's a like double entendre almost. It's like it was okay, like back in the day when we had exceptional service, and like it was mm-hmm. a bit beyond that. But like, I don't know. But I'm not here, sitting here even trying to shit on any type of. Club no, no, no. It's just the experience that you guys have, and I'm pretty sure you guys had some crazy experiences too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, See how he said it's all kind. <laughs> a little bit. We've, we've What's been, one of the craziest shit you experienced, one? <clears throat> So probably like when I met one a, a rapper, or I say like, can you say who? Nah. Yeah, I can. Blast. Who? Yeah, blast. <laughs> blast. 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 With an X. Amarno, you you gotta put blast on, bro. Blast on. Yeah, I think he just won like a award or something like crazy. Like, or what? I think he's like one of the top. No, is he on YouTube. I don't know what it was. No, he had that show. Up. He had that show at Showbox at one time, and he pulled through. You want some? No. So yeah. what happened was, so what happened was, this guy got that fucking corona. They wouldn't, they wouldn't let this guy in, or like they wouldn't let his homies in. <laughs> is it uh, Blast uh, Blastoise? Just no, Blastoise is a Pokemon, motherfucker. B L X S T, bro. B L S or B L X S T. I remember that shit though. So what? Starts to start to try to catch them all. I know my anime. I'm a fucking geek, bro. I know a little bit about everything. Pokemon consider anime? Let's be real. Yeah, it's uh, Japanese nah. fucking cartoons. It's anime. Hey, hey, what the fuck? Hey, <laughs> thank you. You should do a live. You. you should do a live <laughs> right now, bro. You should do a live right now. I define it, but where it comes from, its origin is Japan. It's a cartoon, aka yeah, anime. Man, you're all fucking cultural uh, appropriation. <laughs> That's how I think. That's how I fucking think, bro. Cultural can't do nothing about that. Right now. Okay. Sure. <laughs> that. This him? Yeah. He's on you the never heard track. this song, bro? Are you serious? In my life. Really? <laughs> okay, anyway. I'm like in my life. <laughs> I saw this shit live. This shit is lit. Anyway. No, keep on playing. No? <laughs> Can we put it in like in the background or yeah, not? There you go. Yeah, a little, you know, like we're in a little fucking ambiance, top of restaurant and shit. All right, just, tell us the story of this shit. So tell this us the story. So you gotta turn it down a little bit though, because then it's gonna be too fucking loud. That's perfect. She sounds like she's kind of. It's kind of distracting. She's in pain. Nah, this song goes tough. That's dope. This song goes crazy. That's dope. So I didn't even know, bro. Honestly, so this was like probably like the first couple months, probably like six or seven months I was working there. I didn't even know this guy was blast when. So what happened was he was outside. They wouldn't even let him in because his friends were out of dress code. And then for some reason he came up to me. He's like, "Yo, bro, I heard you guys were the popping in spot in Seattle. Do you think you could hook us up and let us in? Like we're trying to get a table or whatever." So I let him let him in, right? And then he's like, "Have you ever heard of Blast? I'm Blast, bro." <laughs> and so I put I put him at a table. He, he I took a picture with him and probably walk, he walked out like probably like an hour after and left. But that was right. That was way before when before he even blew up. I think for real. That yeah, was like right before. I remember because right before he blew up. So he's big. Yeah, in Seattle. I think he, no. he's literally won an award. Like he just yeah, won an award no, last year. That, Where the fuck I've been hustling? With, uh, I think he got like Grammy for that song with Kendrick. That was I honestly never heard of him. I've sure. met I've no, met a couple me. I've met a couple celebrities and and yeah, I know, uh, Kendrick's on this one right there. Yeah, I think he got the Grammy for this. Mondo, have you fucking uh? Heard of this guy? Well, everybody's heard of this guy. Yeah, bro. And then Where the fuck I been? Uh, no, like he's. At, I didn't know. Here. I didn't know that was him, Another bro. World. I didn't know he was that big. <laughs> you didn't know what? I didn't know he was that big, bro. Like I just, he probably. That's why he probably was like so. Like I didn't freak out when I saw him or anything. I was just like, yo, like I just thought he was a normal. Honestly, that's crazy, that's my res- cousin. That's respectable, though. Honestly, like whenever someone that's like of stature or like they like have clout or like they know they're somebody come to the club and they don't act like a pretentious 
That's dope as person. fuck, right? You gotta it's be like, grounded, bro. No, well, exactly. it's kinda, so it's like it's so off putting that like like you're a like global star that people listen to and global. Like not, I mean, like definitely, like oh. people listen to. Him, no, I'm like, where I the mean, fuck really have no, I, I mean, been? Like, definitely don't people outside of the United listen oh, to him. Oh, of course. So I'm not trying to say he's like bad bunny, right? Right, but right, like, right. Like he's definitely he's doing his thing, there. and he's like, he's making his like living. But like, it's crazy. You you come so humble like that, right? Because that's the way it should be, bro. You can't. No, it should. Honestly, every every celebrity I've met, bro, there is was hella nice and hella humble. The only people that are usually the biggest jackasses are athletes, bro. <laughs> Yeah, Russell Wilson. <laughs> it was Russell. <laughs> I've known a couple of athletes nah, too, just, bro. I've known no, a there's couple. a but there's a there's a lot of athletes that are really nice, but then uh, other athletes are like it's like the police. I don't, I don't really. It's like the police. No, I can't. I don't even want to say this because I love everybody here, but like, nah, you definitely there's good kind of, and there's bad. Yeah, you know it is what it is. You you can notice the first strings and the third strings based on how they act. Oh, <laughs> really? Just say that. And what's your worst experience at the club? My worst experience? Yeah. Nobody tipped. <laughs> I don't. I'm not I mean, into tips. I have. I have a hell of bad experience. That's I what guess. she said. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, I've okay. Had, like, you know the most. The most stressful. Damn. The most stressful thing. You guys didn't laugh. <laughs> no, I'm I would tell you guys the most stressful thing for me, bro. Like honestly, out of everything, is like when the night's dead. What do you mean? Like, bro, like... No oh, no like, one's in the no, fuck club. Like, so what nights are those, though? Bro, it's... I've honestly, bro, every so night... every night, so I won't have to go. Every <laughs> night, every night, it has not been, like... Obviously, like, people will say something dead, but it's really not dead in reality. But it's just dead for that level that we're at. But I'm saying, bro, there was one night, bro, that was... <laughs> just you. Bro, <laughs> bro I, I show you not, bro. It was... Were you there when that yeah. happened? What bro, night was that? That was so... De- bro, it was in the winter, bro. And it's not even... Oh. The winter sucks, bro. Nobody goes out in the winter. Like, that's so also depression. another problem in the city, bro, because... When it's cold, it's cold, bro. So people don't go you out. You guys got to adapt. How the Seasonal fuck depression in Seattle is so... <laughs> and there's still people that want to party... Yeah, yeah but, I mean, but they don't want to spend money. They want to, bro. Because <laughs> they want to hibernate and shit. And then also no, the holiday season, like, people are spending money on other stuff. Yeah. Like so what? What season shit. usually like the clubs pop? Summer, summer, bro. bro summer. What month right is that? It's probably starting right now, right bro. Now, yeah. Like spring, right, right now, it's popping. You what are we doing? Late, no, <laughs> you got late spring through the summer to like late fall. It's probably like your October. most popping time in Seattle. No, uh, actually, it's the time it starts dying down. Literally, is right after New Year's. Like January, February, March is really dead. I April's think November is mad dead. No, then, November. I mean, and then you have the pickup for no- December because people are coming. It's a, holidays I'm, and stuff. Yeah, and then people want to yeah. escape their families. But November is religiously dead. This January. Usually they is try terrible. to keep it popping though because we have the pub crawls and shit. So like. That's mm. what keeps us alive yeah. with the yeah, good, put the that on pub, Groupon with, or some shit. Like no, that. the pub, the pub <laughs> crawls. There's this crazy ass pub crawl called yeah. SantaCon. Santa what? SantaCon. Everybody has Santa hats and stuff. They're dressed in all Santa yeah. like elves. Dope. They're dressed as elves. It's so sick. Santa, it's dope. You guys like, are giving hats but, when you guys should be giving sleds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no, bro. It's dope as fuck. But then, like, when you have like three to five thousand five thousand people dressed as Santa. People and then they're just they look like the fucking they're South Pole. They're shit. all they're belligerent, bro. It's, it's Why? Start, it starts at like noon. Where's the fucking spirit? It's no, Christmas. It, but no, it, it's like a seven bar to club venue thing where you jump bar to bar. Yeah, so yeah. it starts at noon to one o'clock. And so yeah. people are drinking from noon to like three in so the morning. So it's just a bunch of motherfuckers don't so, know how to handle no, their exactly. alcohol. Exactly. So when I worked at the stadium, nah, people, would, people would be pissing on themselves, bro, throwing up in random places. Like, 
It is crazy. When Who's I, the cleanup crew? You guys got a fucking like the fucking minions I mean, and shit that just pop shit, in? Yeah, yeah, when I worked at Stadium. <laughs> you're looking at him. <laughs> yeah, bro. Turn off that mic, Mondo. <laughs> <laughs> I only did I only did that shit because nah. <laughs> it was either between being a manager or a bar back. He's got the driest humor in the world, but he's fucking funny. <laughs> no, I did be no, I didn't do that shit. You know what I do? I'd be like, hey, you wanna keep her job? You gotta clean up that puke over there. <laughs> clean that shit up. What you, the fuck? You'd be like, for real? I'm like, hey. yeah, bro. I'm like, that's that's your job. With the toothbrush. <laughs> no, I'm like, on God, bro. All right. All right, shout out Wesley, but my bad, bro. There's sometimes I'd be like, I can't do this. Go find the other Wesley, wife. Wesley, brother, if you want to come on this podcast and talk about your experience, man, let me know. No, no. no I remember one time I was, we were at the club for my birthday and like. When is your I, birthday? March 31st is my birthday. What is March, bro? I'm not into my horoscopes, but I heard you motherfucking. March is Aries. Aries. Got a yeah, war? Yeah, you know. God damn, bro. Take another drink. <laughs> <laughs> damn, you sound like my girl. I'm just kidding. Shout out to his girl. <laughs> yeah, shout out to his girl. What's the story? But no, I was like drinking for my birthday. Got hella lit. Alex ended up sending me like five bottles of Duce. Got just fucked up. And like, I was at the table. I took a shot and I was like, oh no. I'm looking around. What was, like, was it? It was Duce. And I was like, mm -hmm. I was sitting there. I was like, damn, I'm about to throw up. But I was like, there's like 15 people on each side of me. I'm in the middle of the table. I was like, what do I do? And I looked under me. I was like, there's a bin. So I just fucking grabbed the bin, puking that bitch. My so you don't fuck with cognac? No, I do. I used to tough, but like I was faded. This is like I was drinking tough, like probably from like the whole day I was drinking. Mm -hmm. And so my friend Wesley comes by. I was like, yeah, bro. I was like, this weird ass dude came to the table, started like drinking <laughs> and shit. I was like, and this nigga said he had puke. So I gave him the bin, puked in there. I kicked the nigga out. I was like, my bad, bro. Dang. He's like, he's like, damn, thank you for get, getting the bin and everything. And then he got home. He's like, I can't believe that dude puked. And I was hella drunk. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you want me to be a bug with you, bro? He's like, yeah. I was like, that was hella me. <laughs> damn, bro. When was the last time you puked? <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> you like this morning? Shit. Um, <laughs> fuck. This morning. Uh, actually, this, this morning, morning. This morning, randomly. Randomly? Puked. Oh yeah. shit! But like, wait, you, you weren't mean, drinking then? No, bro. Let's take the urgent care real quick. <laughs> <laughs> wait, do you like when the last time I peaked while drinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck! Yesterday, <laughs> nah, bro. I was, was like I got so fuck, I got so fucked up probably like a week ago, bro. I, I puked like in my car. <laughs> what is the craziest? Uh, me. If you could say, you know, everyone has that crazy fucking night. Like everyone has that fucking night. You're like, all right, that's fucking. Oh, that was fucking crazy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Everyone has one, right, Mondo? You have one. Yeah, Everyone yeah, has yeah. one. There's so like, fucking many, a, bro. I don't what know. would be your fucking craziest night, bro? For sure, ski. <sighs> I can't even pin it, dude. I don't <laughs> even. You <laughs> can't even pin it. Like, I'm not well, you got it. options, obviously. Bro. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, um, what's crazy? About, the, I don't know. I the you do that. know. I, I wanna, this is raw, real, no cut, bro. I want to tell you, you guys, but Armando get mad at me. Oh shit. Oh shit, I know this one. Mondo, what's that? Come on, man. That's the craziest night, but I think it's too explicit. And I have my girlfriend here, so I can't do that shit. Morse code. Shut the fuck up. We're pleading the fifth. We're pleading the fifth. What's crazy about um like the nightlife is that they you guys have a whole fucking like underground world that like operates on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Sundays. Underground. Like I didn't know about that shit. Like the industry nights. Until oh uh, yeah, like, with Juan and like, and Anthony, it's like a whole thing. Like all industry people. It used to be a bigger thing than it is now. Like honestly, it's not too much of a big thing. But why? Why they is don't really they don't really have somebody that like. Well, we used can you can connect to like. 
be able to get like well, a lot of connections time, to all those places. Yeah, you know, so you kind of just have to find them out yourselves. So they don't really have that one person who's just like, yo, Monday, um, Monday, Mondays is, is like a a club. Tuesdays B club. B. Like you understand, like they don't have like we, somebody to hit up to be like, yo, what's the poppin' It's kind of word here, of here, mouth. Here, here, and here, if here, you know, here. you know. But like it used to be like Sarajevo before they started doing their ladies nights on Sundays. It used to be uh, industry night. Mm. Mm-hmm. Industry so, night. They have industry yeah. night in Bellevue too now on Sundays. What is industry night? So industry like, night's any, like everybody that's like a in, bartender, like a security. Weekend, any, the workers. Yeah. The workers. So like, was it the not? Was it the night after New Year's? The the first of the night of the first is industry New Year's. So it's typically like the day that people who work New Year's they go out and celebrate. It. That's crazy. But man. it used to be a very big like culture thing where everyone in the industry used to come out. But now it's like since there isn't a spot to go to, like we used to go like from Thomas Street to like Sarajevo. Mm-hmm. Like now there's not really a spot. And so you also, guys looking for the after parties after party? But no, it wasn't even after party. It's just like when you work, when everyone's getting lit and like the day you want to have fun, like you want to let off some steam. Right. So that's kind of like we'd go as a group and like. We so where the talk. fuck would we go? Yeah, now it's like we used to like group up and go. But I feel like since like people aren't as clicked up and like talking, like it's just hard. Who's beefing? Are you beefing? No, no, it's not even oh. like that. It's just like <laughs> like we used to have a close knit group. Like at least from when I worked at Stadium, like. I had this. We had the same staff for two years mm-hmm. before I worked there. Like no one got fired or quit because you made so much money and like it was so elitist. That, like no one wanted to leave. But then like, hey, it I changed. Tell your mic. Talk into it a little bit. Oh my bad. I'm a little far away. Yeah, yeah bro. Don't be afraid of it. <laughs> it won't <laughs> poke you in the face unless you want to. No, try. like I don't know. <laughs> it's just industry nice. It just takes like a place where people can communally come to that are in the industry. But like it's just you got no something place. there, fam. Like honestly, you got something there because that's that's literally a culture, right? And, and with the culture, like I was saying before, it's about the ecosystem. It's not about yeah. the ego. If we know how to work as a team for the same type of thing, everybody wins. Everybody eats. Everyone does what the fuck you know it's meant to be done for the nightlife sakes. You know what I'm saying? So it's Definitely. just coordinating that with everybody. But, I mean, that's crazy, bro. To me, the nightlife is a whole different fucking Dude, world. We're just behind, like, a couple years, to be honest. Yeah. To what? To, like, Cali? To, like, everywhere else. But it's also because there's so much it's more money. It's also another... There's a lot of, like, in-depth stuff that goes into it, right? So, like, a lot of clubs, like, you look at, um, in, like, in Vegas, right? Or, in, like, Arizona. They're owned by a single house hospitality group, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all the clubs are owned by, like, a different owner. The clubs over there are all owned by one group. Like right. that's why they all work together to make money. Their you know? incentives okay. are mutual. And right. here yeah. it's like everyone's individually incentivized. Got you. You know, but there's still yet somebody to create like, you know, like that type of like environment Bro. here. It's hard though Listen, because if anybody needs some business advice, the thing that they used to do in healthcare also is incentivize as well. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like but healthcare essentially knew how to work as a team. Mm-hmm. You know, and they had to. They couldn't compete with one another. They had to work as a team. And so that's the same thing that the, you know, nightlife has to do is work as, how the fuck can we work with another? You know what I'm yeah, saying? you can't be opposing. You can't be opposing because, I mean, a house that, and it's a house. It's what? because there's it's such a small amount of people, bro. Yeah, like, you like, can't share. If you share, bro, you're not going to make enough money. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's like that? But I mean, it's, but, not, but look, it's not big no, it's, enough population for you, for the amount of people that go out, bro, is if you honestly can't afford... It's like you can't that. afford. Yeah. You could bring more people. No, though. but you That's can. But thing. like, but it's like that because like people. so many like there's not enough people that are willing to like cooperate and like collab. Yeah, and that's also something I've noticed about the younger crowd from working with like underground artists and people that are trying their own stuff. Mm. Like everyone's very like intuitive to like 
like cooperating and like being like in, mm-hmm. like people were supporting each other nonstop like, with the younger crowd and that's something that's like Seattle's been missing for so long is that like people are so individualized and not willing to like give flowers to someone else just because they might have took money out of your pocket like that doesn't matter like, like yeah that's understandable but, but like that's the old head like ideal that's the old head I, ideal like, like yeah. you guys are the new generation this yeah. is what I'm saying like with healthcare there's a primary care and there's a specialty right they're both in healthcare but they're doing referrals they're referring people because everyone specializes in one thing. Stadium can specialize in something. So Hebel can specialize in something. It's still a club scene. It's still a night scene, but it's an experience. Come talk to me. You can still still throw the oop. Yeah, like for me, like honestly, like even like when I was working at Stadium, bro, and I didn't have like anywhere to put somebody or like I didn't have like a a table reservation for them, bro, I'd send them out to other clubs. Mm -hmm. Like I still want, I still want. I never once said, oh, like, I can't book you tonight, bro. I guess your night's over. Let me still do the customer service. I still still send people, bro. Like, to this day, I still send people up to Bellevue. I send people up to Sarajevo. I send people still to Stadium. I send people anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Like they say, you catch way more honeys being fly or flies being, what is it? No, no, no. You you can't catch fucking. Are you trying to say that the the bees or the flies? don't have to explain shit. No, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> in a sense... Yeah, I think no. somebody did. Come in! Uh, I don't think anybody did. Uh, but no, but it was Casper. Sense, like, it was Casper. You, you, <laughs> catch, you catch more, more flies being fly than uh, with honey. I don't know the saying. Some shit like, like that. Saying, I just know it has to, to deal with honey and shit. You yeah, have two yeah, in life. Sounds like a dumbass thing. Guys, don't even fucking know it. So it's not a dumbass saying. He just can't remember it. But as soon as he remembers it... Fucking dumbass saying. We should just gonna hit. It's gonna fucking hit. Juan, bro. Uh, see, it's just some old yeah. shit people said to me. I was like, it kind of rang a bell. What would you guys recommend to someone? <laughs> Say, for example, so when I was young, you know, this 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 um was, was introduced to me to be a, a promoter for the clubs, right? Like VIP host promoter type? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. So I was like, nah, I just didn't do it. I just didn't do it. But I always thought about it. What if oh, I they, did do they it? Oh, they introduced you to yeah, try yeah, to yeah, do it? Yeah, cool. yeah, cool. And so, like, pretty much it's like, what is that you would recommend to people? Like tips to be successful? If they wanted to do this or if they should do this or what did, you know what I mean? Is this something mm-hmm. that you want to recommend to someone? Like for being successful at it? Anything in general, just being in it in general. So I, so the number one thing I rep- I recommend for like a young person trying to get into it is that you're not going to be successful at first. Mm. It's going to take you a lot of time and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to make you quit, bro. Just because they're gonna hurt your self esteem and stuff when because you're like a nobody, right? right? Nobody knows who you are, right? That's the number one thing. So you're you, building yourself. You up have from to, the bro. Ground. Like people, people are gonna say, "Is this shit on, Mondo? You turned me off already." No. You also have to realize that a lot of the people that are speaking to you are on a competitive basis. Competitive yeah, like basis. Their their money is directly yeah. affected by you being successful, so they're gonna try to like deteriorate you. Yeah. And like, How so? Just in like like maybe not give you the advice they should, or just be like yeah, like. You need to be better. Just not like take you on their way. I really think everybody. Can so work like another win, thing, bro. No, exactly. No, but that's like not like in an ideal, perfect world. That's what people think. But like, yeah. or like in our mm-hmm. or like, but the reality of it is that people are selfish and like want to see themselves win, and they don't. Mm-hmm. They think that like if someone else, you is think winning, it's that environment. In, in, in I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's mostly. Awesome. It's what it is. Is I'm just saying. It's mostly like when you're first starting out, bro. Like, n- no, everybody's gonna be like, "Yo, who are you?" Right. Yeah. And you're going to be offended, right? It's normal. It's like, you're like, yo, I'm just trying to help you, you out. Are you originally from Seattle or where are you originally from? No, I grew up in Lake Stevens. Oh, up north. You grew up, did you, were you born there? Or no, no, I was born in Columbia. 
Colombia. Yeah. Oh, Colombia. I forgot, yeah. bro. You talking about No, that. but I grew up in Lake Stevens, bro. Lake Stevens. What about you? Um, I was born in Connecticut. Connecticut? Yeah. Okay. I moved over here when I was 12 to Oak Harbor. Mm-hmm. So you guys literally had to build a new fucking life here. Yeah, I didn't know anybody here, bro. <clears throat> Got you. Honestly. I mean, I obviously know like a, I know a couple girls from high school that come up come up here and party. You went to high school up here? In Lake Stevens. What oh. high school is that? Is it Lake, Lake Stevens High School? <laughs> I know. So there's an Indigo. Oh shit! I already said a name. Psych. We gotta cut that <laughs> shit out. Talking with the restaurant. There's an Urgent Care. <laughs> you get a plate. You get a save yourself. There's an Urgent <laughs> Care there. Urgent Care, yeah. Yeah, and it's and like super small, fucking type of um, like it's a small ass town. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows everybody. You know what I mean? And it's like, but what? Like that shit is kind of like. How was it growing up there, bro? Lake Stevens. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, hey, let bro, me know, bro. We gotta need to have another podcast nah. for this side of that shit, bro. Like, uh, bro. Look, even Mondo opened up the fucking <laughs> window because he's like, does not want me to talk about. Like, he said it's getting bro. hot. Hey, it's getting hot like, up in here. Um, nah, bro. Fuck, Lake Stevens, bro. Out. Shit, bro. No, I'm not. I'm not remembered. I know people from Lake Stevens. I'm not remembered in Lake Stevens very well. Like, bro, like, honestly, it's such a small community that they'll super always remember small. the shit I did there, but, um. Super small. Yeah, but like, well, I know the funniest, the funniest one. <laughs> nah, it's a different podcast for that one. Ah, no. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> How the fuck did you open that? Nah, I got kicked, I got kicked off the fucking soccer team my senior year. What the fuck did you do? <sighs> you're, <laughs> you're in your mouthpiece, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know what you signed up for. No, nah, my, 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 <laughs> nah, my senior year was like. Um, so there's this tradition for the soccer team. We go to this camp, right? Yeah. This soccer camp, and like I think it was called Camp Casey. Okay. And like it was tradition that like all the freshmen would get hazed at the camp. Yeah, yeah. So like for some fucking odd reason, the first the day I'm a senior and I decide to haze the freshmen, I'm the only one that gets caught after 20 oh, years of a tradition. Shit. So they was like, yo, they have a video of me hazing the freshmen. <laughs> so I think that video's flowing around somewhere. But is it is it like well, it is now? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's gonna. Be. <laughs> but I was no, not very. I wasn't very nice. I wasn't very nice to them, bro. So. That's crazy. I mean, everyone's got a fucking past. You no, know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, yeah. Everyone's got a fucking past. The thing is, you can't judge people by the past, bro. I mean, but also that's just like. It's, it's like sport. normal, it's bro. Sports I had freshman beat-up day, and I told I people say, about that. They're like, what the fuck is football, that? In football, we literally did the same hazing shit. And I remember I got in trouble my senior year, too, because... You played football? Yeah, I played football what position? basketball. Uh, receiver and cornerback. And then what position are you forward? I played point guard. Two what? And three. I was a universal You're a point player. guard? Yeah, I, I could play anything. Universal player. But, like, we were at camp, and I remember we had these freshmen, and we were in the showers and stuff, and one of the seniors was like, bro, tuck dicks between your legs and <laughs> act like you have vaginas and let's all walk towards the freshmen and so we did it and the freshmen were like yeah yeah they're freaking out and they went and told on us and then we got in hella trouble and I was like that was like the stupidest prank ever that like did about, you get suspended a lot in no they, the coaches yelled at us you didn't get suspended though no what about you you ever get suspended bro, I got oh suspe- I definitely I got, I've gotten suspended Wait, like, I thought you were talking about that I've I got gotten, suspended on my birthday bro, I've been suspended, I got, I got suspended like 40, 50 times I was say I've been suspended hella times I've been suspended I thought you were talking about that like, <laughs> at that point I just thought it was a vacation bro yeah like, you were just like hey at that point he's like you wanted to get suspended bro I could it was at the I point to go to school. it was at the point bro where if I just said like I talked back to my teacher like by saying no they suspended me like yeah. it was that bad already damn <laughs> bro yeah that's how it was or, like, just, or, or, sh- or showing up late showing up late to class it probably suspended me like it got why were you late you probably lived across the street from that shit nah bro Nah, nah. We're like a ten minute drive. Oh, ten minute drive. 
Lake Stevens is super small. It's actually kind of big, bro. Now it is. It's big. The new, the school right now. Didn't they build a hospital down there or some shit? No. I don't know, bro. I don't go back there. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think coming on this shit, bro? I know people from Lake Stevens. <laughs> Fuck Lake Stevens, bro. <laughs> He's talking to you, Jacob. Eason. He's speaking for himself, not for me. I got love what? for you. He's talking to you, Jacob. Eason. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out the backup QB for the Seahawks. Oh shit, that's crazy. So, would you ever fucking play um, any sports? Like, why didn't you go pro, bro? If you could play any position. <laughs> All right, that's so a good I fucking mean, question. He tore his ACL. Yeah, you know. that's the typical <laughs> shit. Give me nah, another excuse. I hurt myself. So, what ended up happening is like I didn't really dive into basketball like tough until my junior year, like right before tryouts. But I used to play ball for like ten years when I lived on the East Coast. But mm-hmm. then my family is really integrated in basketball out there. Okay, my uncle's a coach. My other uh, cousin played for um, a D1 school over in Connecticut. Wasn't UConn though. <laughs> and then my other uncle uh, was a high school coach, and so we were very integrated in basketball. And I used to play up. And then I moved out here. My mom was poor, didn't have too much money, so it was like yeah. between like she's like you play football or basketball, and I was like, well, I never played football, so I wanted to try that. So I started playing football, and then played football all the way until I got hurt, yeah. got my arm and leg broke, <laughs> playing up versus like. Bellingham, niggas had like three 300 pound linemen when I was in like Damn. eighth grade. Dude, crushed my ass. And I was like, I don't like football after that. Yeah, fuck that. Bro. <laughs> like, Crushing your shit like yeah, that. Yeah, bro. And so after that, I was, like didn't play football, started skateboarding. And that's how I got good at skateboarding. Then I started playing basketball on a whim. And then I was like, damn, I'm actually really good. Mm-hmm. But then, like, after I didn't have a car or anything when I graduated, but I had an offer to play at Skagit Valley, okay. which was like a 30 or 40 minute transit ride. And it was like, my mom already didn't have money, and I was living with her, and it was like, do I want to, like, struggle and pay for school and not have money? Right, right. And my mom have to, like, try and pitch it out when she can't, or, like, I go to school or go and work. And so yeah. I chose to just go and work because I was like, I know I don't want to go farther than, like, high school mm. for basketball because I know I was like, maybe I could be a G League. Like, I know at the best I could have been a G League player, but, like, that's years of work, and, like, yeah. I don't know. I'd rather just work for something that, like, would have made me happy now and, like, helped out with my mom and family now. I mean, you still got the time, bro. No, you're for going, sure. You got a lot of efforts and shit like but that. But, like, it's not realistic at this point. <laughs> I mean, shit, what is reality? Yeah, exactly. That's true. <laughs> what about you, bro? You do any sports, anything growing up? Yeah, bro. Um, So before I got into, like, the industry and stuff, I honestly thought, like, soccer was going to be my whole life. I could see you as a soccer player, too. Yeah. You're good, huh? Yeah, I mean, I made, I made it to college. Really? You know? And that's kind of like where my partying Shit. and my like started started and stuff mostly. Was college, college either fucks you up or builds you up. Sometimes Actuals. does both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I played I played soccer for like almost sixteen years. I mean, and after I like I I got the best thing about soccer was it paid for my school and stuff. So like there I didn't go. I don't have college tuition. I have a bachelor's degree, and else. I don't have any debt you know yeah, so it's very thankful that for is dope. and also i got to travel a lot like i've been to iowa i've been to texas i've been to california you know mm-hmm. portland that's nice you experienced the world i though. think florida now that i think about it, i've been to florida but that's when i was younger mm. but what's the favorite state that you visited here in the first USA? state no what's your favorite state to go to my favorite state if you from all the ones that you went to which ones would be the california one? bro cali california for the nightlife for nightlife, bro, I haven't really experienced other nightlife cities. Why Cali? Because they they have forest fires. Like no, nah, just man. like <laughs> Cali. Cali was like, and they I got the know, Bermuda. Bro. Oh no, Cali's it's not the dope. Bermuda Triangles on the East Coast. What is that called? The um the um the plate from the earthquake. Anybody know? Uh, Pop quiz. 
platonic plate. Platonic plate. Yeah, there you go. The Juan de Fuca plate. Yeah, that shit that's going to split. Always, it always erupts every year. You want to go to Cali? Mm, eventually. Have you seen fucking in the movies and shit, bro? That shit always gets destroyed. <laughs> nah, bro. Cali, the atmosphere in Cali is just dope, bro. Yeah, it is. Like the people there. That cool. was my first. Bar, I love. Um, I love California. Cali California was my people. first uh, bar bar was, crawl. Whatever the fuck they call it, bar crawl. Yeah, that was my first bar crawl in L.A. This shit's crazy. It's dope. I have to use a bathroom. Oh, go for it, brother. <laughs> it's always down the hall to the left. All right, I didn't want to interrupt, but like, I nah, 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 nah. You can't hold yeah. it no more. I, I prefer you go to the bathroom and use one of these empty fucking bottles and shit. You know. What's <laughs> 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 up, Juan? It's just you and me, boss. How you feeling? Good. You doing okay? What going do you back think? to nine months. You going back to industry stuff now or what? Industry. <laughs> we can, bro. I think that shit is super interesting, man. Honestly, the way that every, every, um, it's just, it's a culture. Like coming into the actual mm-hmm. entertainment field from healthcare, it's a whole different ball game. There's so many things that are very similar in the business world, in the business aspect, but it is very different. You know what I'm saying? So I can only imagine like the nightlife. That shit must be different as fuck. What did, um, the nightlife teach you in business that you could fucking take anywhere you go. I mean, business, um, for me, it's taught me that business is business everywhere, right? Like, you don't have to know specifically much about the product, but, like, you know, or, like, the business you're managing. Mm-hmm. Like, business is going to be the same all around, right? Right. Like, anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. But I got the opportunity a lot to learn in nightlife because I got the opportunity to really learn the business side of it because right. I was doing more than just promoting and stuff. Like, I was actually running the company, you know? Like, how, are, how are you doing that? Were you doing, like, the finances? <sighs> so, basically, mm-hmm. like, I was just doing the interviewing, the hiring, right? And, you know, interviewing, hiring, like, you know, all the background paperwork, like, getting employees into the system, putting their W-4 or whatever in the system. Okay, like, so you were and, HR in the Like, sense. HR, too, and mm-hmm. then, like, doing like chargebacks like from the bank from customers and stuff mm-hmm. like that so i was doing like little other little things you know so you were a supervisor essentially then like a manager yeah assistant manager or and then like um you know like um responding to the customers emails with complaints and dealing with like other other how the pictures. fuck what what the fuck did they complain about in the club <clears throat> my fucking Dude, they got over, was cold they got, they got overcharged like 50 bucks like they didn't know that there was auto gratuity on their tab like oh, you, guys you know are but trifling, I, everything bro. everything read the fucking receipt everything gets fixed bro it's a drink or something bro Every, everything gets fixed with like a free drink or like that's your round or oh, something. Oh, I'm a, now I know. No. <laughs> I'm going to go to stadium tonight. No. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. No, that's crazy though, bro. That's crazy. Like, at the end of the day, man, it is... Huh? What'd you say? An hour? Let's close it up. What do you guys think? You guys good? Yeah. I think my headphones are off. All right. Hey, well, honestly, bro, I really appreciate you guys coming through. We got to do this shit again. This shit was fun. Like I said, it would be. I think we learned a lot, and I think you guys have a lot to fucking put out there, honestly, in the entertainment It's a good intro. Good Mm -hmm. intro, for sure. But you guys got to come again. No, definitely. This ain't the fucking first nor the last. And salute to that shit. Even though you already finished your shit, but it's all good. Thank you so much, everybody that's looking, watching. Subscribe, like, comment. Thanks for having us. And um, stay tuned. Definitely. Thank you. Salute.